Hello, everybody. Just wanted to give a heads up at the start of the episode. You may notice that my audio is not the greatest. Full disclosure, this was the first recording that I did while I was actively recovering from COVID. It was also the first recording that I did on a new computer, so I had selected the wrong mic. I apologize for the potato quality of my audio. I will stop talking so you can listen to me talk. All right. Bye. We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hello and welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Melissa from the Chemistry for Your Life podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we get started. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me on. Like you said, my name is Melissa and my podcast. Well, let me ask you this. Do you ever wonder about things like why onions make you cry or like how Adderall makes your brain work if you have ADHD or anything like that? All the time. <laughs> Me too. And I, that's part of why I decided to go to school to be a chemist. <laughs> I started finding myself explaining to my roommates and really anyone who would listen the chemistry of random things like why margarine and butter are different or just different things like that. And so eventually I was like, maybe I should share this with an audience who will intentionally listen and be interested. <laughs> 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 That's what my podcast is all about. It's about answering questions that we have about how things work or what's going on in everyday life, but talking about the chemistry behind it. So I have a PhD in chemistry, but my co-host does not. He does not have any background in chemistry. And so I get the chance to explain a scientific phenomenon, but in terms of someone with out of chemistry background will understand. And then I try to teach a few science concepts along the way. So that's what it's all about. In the tiny town that I live in, we have this thing called Stagecoach Days, which is kind of like a mini 4th of July, like town celebration. And they had yeah. fireworks over the weekend. And I remember laying there as we we're watching the fireworks. And I was like, how do they get the different colors? And how do they get the fireworks to do the different things that they do? And then I remembered I was talking to you today and I was like, I wonder if you've covered <laughs> fireworks on her podcast. And you did. So I was listening to it as I was yeah. walking the this morning. <laughs> Oh, that's so exciting. Do you remember what you learned? I just remember that it was like different metals and mm -hmm. it was like the metal being heated up caused the reaction, right? Like the the process of the, the heat being applied to the different chemical components of the metal, right? Was that right? So the, the, yes, the heat starts the reaction and the gas like expands, expands until it can't contain it anymore. And then it kind of explodes up. And then the thing that changes the colors are the metals. The way the energy gets put into the metals and puts back out, they're colorful. So you did it. You learned. You're a chemist I now. I did. I did. If high school Lindsay could see me now, she'd be like, stop <laughs> copying your lab partner's homework to pass this class. 
Well, to be fair, I also have a degree in education, and it's not your fault that you copied your lab partner. It's because school is taught in a really bad way. So honestly, you know, I understand. (laughs) So many people had bad chemistry teachers, and that's why they hate it. And it makes me so sad because it really is interesting and applies to like everything. It does. We don't don't learn it that way. We learn it as like a bunch of stuff to memorize. And yeah, so this is a perfect example of why I started the podcast is because people will be like, it was fun, I guess, but I didn't learn anything. I'm like, I can do, we can do both. (laughs) You can do both. If you build it, they will come. Like Exactly. (laughs) So I feel like that's an amazing segue. Not that I planned it that way, but what got you interested in chemistry in the first place? It was my high school. Well, it was two things. It was being stubborn and my high school teacher. So my sister liked biology and my brother liked physics. And you got to pick which class you took in high school. And I was like, I don't want to be like either of (laughs) y'all. So I took chemistry. (laughs) But also I was taking my like for my language class, I took French, which I also took to be different because my brother and sister took Spanish. Next door was the chemistry labs. And there's a friend that I had in that class and they would just come out and show me the cool stuff, like the hollowed out penny or they had like this test tube that they they covered in silver. So it like mirrored the inside of a glass test tube. They like made a mirror in the lab. I was like, I got to take this class. So mm-hmm. not wanting to be like my siblings and being next door to the chemistry class got me to go. And I had a really, really good teacher that I really loved. And she just made it really applicable. And then I just fell in love. And I, re- I remember like, you know, other kids in the high school are good at like sports or band or whatever. The mm-hmm. only thing I was ever really good at was chemistry. And I remember crying to my mom like, Anthony, that's my brother. He's good at band and my sister's good at soccer. And I'm just only ever good at school. <laughs> like not knowing <laughs> how that would serve me as an adult. Like, oh, well, you've got your yeah. career pick already. So stop complaining. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like one of the things that like it was just really natural and I loved it so much and it just like immediately clicked for me. So I got really lucky in that way. That's awesome. I agree with you a thousand percent that a lot of it has to do with having a really good teacher. Like that really frames up whether or not you're going to not only enjoy a class that you're taking, but like that the subject matter will resonate with you a little bit better. Because if you don't have that, like it's just not going to stick. Like I took German Mm -hmm. in high school because it was either Spanish or German. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm part German, so I'll I'll do that. (laughs) It's so applicable well, in my everyday life. Anything, yeah, I know. I'm like, I live in Texas. Everybody speaks Spanish but me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm totally going to use this German every day. <laughs> and so I had the same teacher for like the first two years, and she was amazing. Frau Tonsfeld, I will always remember her. She gave me her like personal copy of Grimm's Fairy Tales when she retired, which was amazing. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. She was the nicest woman, like, ever. And then the next year, we had a new teacher, because she had retired, and she was, like, really mean. And she was acting like Frau Tonsfeld was teaching us, like, German for babies or something. Like, she was trying to, like, take us from multiplication tables to, like, calculus. This hurts my heart. I was like, we're not ready yet. And then I, like, barely passed. And after that, I was like, well, I don't want to be in that class anymore because I, yeah. I thought I learned just fine with Protonsfeld's teaching. So, no. A lot of <laughs> research now. So I went to grad school and I got a degree in chemistry. 
I got my master's in chemistry and I, I decided I didn't want to stay. I was in an organic lab and I was like, I don't really want to stay in this lab, but I really love chemistry. So I switched to education and my project is all about how people feel about organic chemistry and how like ultimately I want to learn how that impacts how they do in the class. And there's already some studies out there that show like your feelings, your self-belief, your interest, that can impact your ultimate performance in a class. And so it, it matters so much, exactly what you said. It's not just about if you're enjoying it or if you like it or not, but it really can impact how well you're learning and how you're achieving on these, like on our tests and assessments, you know? Mm -hmm. So that matters. I think a lot of times people just are like, well, I gave them the content, so that's it. But no, there's so much more to learning. Like if everybody who's hated a class knows that if you hate a class, you're not going to learn it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you going to try hard for something that you don't like? You're not. you're not. Like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. So, And you're not going to try to connect it to anything that already matters in your brain. Like, you're just going to be like, I'm in here and I'm in high school, so I'm waiting for this bell to ring and I'm going to get out. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. So sad. And I'm going to go on Snapchat and tell all my friends how much I hate this class. <laughs> yeah. I have a 15 year old so like it's all about Snapchat so I was I'm wondering like, I was like that feels very relevant and not like when I was in high school because Snapchats didn't exist <laughs> yeah like that was a very specific example Lindsay yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my husband his siblings are significantly younger and one of them was recently like graduated the last two years and they're always on Snapchat his mom got a Snapchat just to see what they're doing <laughs> and I was like yeah, I don't know anything about Snapchat. So. I just think it's sweet that my oldest, one of her best friends, was also on Snapchat. She sent me a friend request and I was like, I love it. You're such a good friend. You're the cool yeah. mom. I'm the cool mom. So I was like, this is awesome. I just leveled up and I didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> I think that's how cool moms get to be cool. You're just genuine, you know? Yep. Wow. Very cool. Wow. The added on Snapchat, mom. I'm in the presence of greatness. You didn't even know. Before you came know. in here today, you had no idea you were going to be meeting an F grade celebrity. And, <laughs> and you've arrived. You've cool arrived mom. to cool mom dumb. That's amazing. <laughs> For now, I'm sure. I mean, only time will tell how long yeah. I can hold this title. But you mentioned that you do your podcast with your friend, Jam. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little more about how the two of you met and kind of decided to do the podcast together? Yes. So Jam, well, we he went to the college where I went to grad school. So that's how we ended up in the same city as I went there for grad school. And his degree was in radio, television, and film, which is very convenient if you want to start a podcast, you know? And so I know him through church and I'm actually, I was already pretty good friends with his wife and I was texting him to ask him questions about starting a podcast. Cause I thought it would just be like, I would have random friends on and it'd be different every week. And he was like, hear me out. What if I just helped you and was your permanent co-host and you could just teach me the chemistry and I'll do all of the audio stuff because I love science. And I think that this is a really good idea for a podcast. And I was like, that would be amazing. Then I wouldn't have to do anything technological. I could just show up and teach chemistry. So, <laughs> I was like, this is the this is the dream scenario handed to me on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. That's how it worked out. It was pretty amazing. And 
I can tell you, I don't know how many people would listen if he didn't do the audio because I can't imagine I would have done a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> so he made us the little like intro song and the artwork and yeah, he did all of that and I'm just so grateful. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you kind of answered my third question in the very beginning, which was, I'll ask it anyway, in case you want to expand upon it. Okay. But it's, what is a common misconception about chemistry that you'd like to clear up for our listeners? Yeah, definitely. It's that it's it doesn't have to be scary, hard, irrelevant, and inaccessible. It really is. I think it's just taught poorly in schools, and it gets this really bad reputation, but it really can be so fun and it answers so many great questions about things that you probably wonder about about everyday life like why your tires get flat in winter why does that happen more and there's just so many applications and i've learned a ton even from doing this podcast based in like everyday life instead of just what i learned in the classroom so i think that's it it's just it doesn't have to be scary and hard and miserable it just it just oftentimes gets taught that way which makes me really sad yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any others, but I feel like that it's just got a bad rep, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. My bonus question, because I'm just curious and I want to know Great. Do you get to wear a lab coat and safety goggles? I did. I, well, so in undergrad, I volunteered in a research lab. And at that time, I was still on my parents' insurance and I got prescription safety goggles because you're not Ooh. supposed to wear contacts in the lab, you know? And I didn't really wear a lab coat for a while just because I was lazy. But if you get like diluted acid on your clothes and then you wash them, they get big holes in them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. once I ruined a few of my outfits, I started to wear a lab coat too. So I wore safety goggles and a lab coat. And I, I just stopped wearing contacts because of being in a chemistry lab all the time, actually. So that's why I wear glasses now. Because you're, it's not safe to wear them in the lab. So yeah, I wore, I wore safety goggles and lab coats and I still have them. But now I switched my research focus so I don't work in the lab really anymore. But I sometimes will teach lab and then wear them in there. I always used to get a kick out of being able to wear the safety goggles. Because there were a few pairs that were like super cool in high school. Mm-hmm. So everybody fought for the really cool pairs. You didn't want the ones that were all scratched up and stuff. Yeah. Because then you're like, I can't see anything. Even though I feel really cool wearing these safety goggles, <laughs> I can't see anything. So Very how safe are they really? <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Very recently, my friend went back to school for, I think she's doing pre-nursing, so she's in a chemistry class right now, and she sent us a selfie of her with her lab goggles, and I was like, this is so fun. Like, you're getting to have the whole experience, (laughs) but I will say some students, and I don't know if it's like people who sweat or what, but they would get fogged up, and they'd have to like... leave the lab because you can't take them off of the lab and like wipe out the inside of their goggles and I felt bad for them (laughs) it's like this isn't safe you can't see anything you have to go wipe those off (laughs) that'd probably be me like I would be the person that like doesn't seal it properly or something so then like my I'm breathing into my (laughs) eyes or something and then it's all foggy and gross I couldn't, I couldn't handle the ones that sealed. So I got like the, they're like, they look kind of like regular glasses, but then they have thick foam around them to protect your eyeballs. That was my move. Ooh. So. That's cool. I didn't even know there were different kinds of safety goggles. Like I just learned something new. Yeah. There's some like, foam? 
technically there's ones at Home Depot that you can get to wear in the lab, but they're not as good as ones designed for the lab, you know, in terms of like getting a good seal, like things could splash up under those if they're not really close on your face. So depends what you're going for. But you, look, you've already learned new things on this episode that there's even different types of safety goggles. <laughs> Mind is so blown right now. <laughs> Hey, I'm Jam. And I'm Melissa. And we've got a new podcast coming at you, Chemistry for Your Life. This is a podcast that's helping you understand the chemistry of everyday life. Follow us now on Twitter and Instagram at Chem for Your Life. You can find us and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Can't wait. See you soon. Well, I have no more questions. So if you are up for it, we have now arrived at the slang term portion of the interview. Oh, yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. So your first term is casting up one's accounts. Casting up one's accounts. You know what that kind of sounds like? It kind of sounds like balancing your checkbook, you know, where you're like doing that. But it also could be like settling your debt. Or maybe it's going to get people who owe you money. <laughs> like doing a shakedown. Like, <laughs> you owe me money. I'm casting up my accounts. <laughs> That's my final answer. Oh. I think. That's the most fun image. Okay. Unfortunately. Oh. Casting up one's accounts actually means vomiting. <gasps> no. That's <laughs> shocking. I guess though it does kind of make sense because it's like you're your accounts are inside you and you're casting them. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Wow. I it's never not nearly as cool. <laughs> <laughs> casting up one's account seems a lot worse. Like, oh yeah, he's over there casting up his accounts. Oh. <laughs> not cute. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny man i am totally i was totally off i took it to literally accounts you know yeah i'll be more creative on the next one <laughs> okay your second term is golgotha golgotha man the first thing i thought of was gotham city like batman but it does kind of sound familiar for some reason golgotha but the only two things I can think right now are one, Batman, and two, that big giant spider in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I think her name is Shelob. That's <laughs> the reason I just immediately connected it to monsters, <laughs> Golgotha. <laughs> I, so that, that makes me think I'm going to go with Golgotha is a scary monster that haunts the old-timey towns. Okay. Well, according to Victorian slang... <laughs> Golgotha is a hat. Oh my gosh. That's a good one. That's better than hat. Golgotha. Maybe yeah. we could make me be sort of right by putting a spider on the hat. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you can totally, because then it said like in quotes, place of a skull. So it could totally be like a spooky spidery hat. Yeah. Like, don't forget your Golgotha. Yeah. Don't forget your Halloween Golgotha. Golgotha. Don't forget your Golgotha. Golgotha. <laughs> <laughs> You're spooky monster. Your hat. Old, old <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Oh Man, I'm so off base. Have you ever had anyone guess right? I have had people who will get like one right. I have yet to have anybody get both right. Just clean, sweet. And I honestly don't know what will happen when that day comes. I don't know how I will react. I think they'll have to throw a party. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to send them something special in the mail as like a, you did it type yeah. of thing. All the ones I listened to, everybody got them all wrong. So I was like, at least that's okay going into <laughs> I know if I get them all wrong, that's okay. Yeah. That's half the fun is coming up. It's like hearing what people come up with instead of what it actually means. And nine times out of 10, what they come up with is way cooler than what the actual thing is, <laughs> which is half the fun. You're like, I wish so. it meant giant spider, but instead it means. <laughs> I wish it did. On that colorful note, <laughs> I would like to thank Melissa for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and when new episodes of your podcast come out? Yes. So uh, new episodes come out every Thursday and they come out anywhere you listen to podcasts. And on social media, we're at Chem for Your Life. So the it's Chem and then F-O-R, your life, not the number four, but spelled out. And we're everywhere on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. We don't do Twitter very much. And Instagram at Chem for Your Life. Thank you again for coming on. It was awesome talking to you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.